You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe on this Thursday morning alongside uh, Kevo. Jake's still on Daddy Lee. Kevo, what are you doing this morning? I don't even know right now. What are you up to, brother? Uh, just counting down the days till holiday vacation. So right yeah, when do you leave? I uh, leave Saturday. So actually, I think we leave right after this show on Friday. But uh, who's counting down? I mean, so do you leave tomorrow? Yeah. It's are probably, you packed? No, heck no. Of course you're not packed. You do that at midnight tonight? Uh, it'll probably be right after the show tomorrow. You you know, you and Nick White could hook up right. He's in Jamaica right Correct. now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Y'all planning on hooking up? Uh, no. no. No chance of it. Who wants to see Nick White? And why would Nick White want to see you? Over quite there? frankly, who wants to see Nick White in a bathing suit? But, okay, I didn't say that, but I, I get where you're – I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Plenty to discuss besides Nick White and his bathing suit at 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. Call Stuart to see how you can save money on home and auto insurance, 588-7474. Plenty to discuss today. We've got a number of guests, and we'll get into that here in a minute. But we look at some of the headlines on this Thursday morning. Kind of the calm before the storm, I guess, with several big events taking place with the NBA Finals later tonight. And then, of course, the College World Series. Not the College World Series, but the College NCAA Regional yeah. getting underway yeah. tomorrow. I got let's, you. Let's start with the NBA Finals uh, Game 1. How about this stat? Uh, it is now up to 12.5 points. The Golden State is favored over Cleveland, Kevin. I, you know, I guess what gets me is is I'm starting to buy into your mentality, and after you picking the names for Jake's baby, I, I need to I need to stop yeah. listening to you, but you've got me convinced. You didn't say that Cleveland was going to win. That's what you didn't say that, but you did say, guys, I'm giving them a better shot. At, I think you're giving them a better shot at being competitive than I am. I'm not even buying into that yet. Twelve and a half points. Uh, here's but, the stat: twelve and a half point underdog Cleveland. If you're doing the math, only twelve times this season has Golden State been a bigger favorite. That's that. It's hard to believe. Twelve times. Uh, it's hard to believe. I, I'm I, I'm so confused. You know, I don't know if Iguodala being out. I mean, do you think that? Of course, Iguodala is a hell of a defender. Okay, let's start there. A lot of people say, well, you, you take Iggy out of this lineup, especially with how he can defend LeBron. But I heard Cowherd kind of breaking through the numbers yesterday. Basically, LeBron has owned him statistically yeah. through the last couple of years in the finals. Yeah, but it's other people that Iguodala can affect. I mean, he, he may not can affect. And, and I mean, he can, he's good defending LeBron. Not mm. He's not perfect like everybody thinks. And I, I agree with the stats that, I mean, stats are stats. They are what they are. But it's other people that Iguodala can get in the head of. Now, him not being there, maybe, I, I, I don't know if Curry being, you know, this awesome defender and Clay Thompson. And, you know, so for me, you know. And the bottom line, do they really have to defend that well anyway? Right, right. You know, Draymond Green winds up on the court being their best defender, right? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. pretty safe to say? Golden State's going to outscore him anyway. Yeah, I mean, and, and it goes back to what, you know, you and I beat, not really beat it to death, but we talked about it. If if Cleveland can just do what Cleveland does, but but it just seems like what's happened, what happens is Golden State will get any team. They'll get up by, by 12 because, I mean, it's done for Golden State to hit four three-pointers in a row. That's what they do. And then teams panic, and they start taking three-pointers six foot beyond the arc. And they're missing and they panic and they just do what you do. LeBron in his eighth straight NBA Finals. He continues to put up some mind-boggling numbers in this postseason, averaging 34 points, second most minutes at 41.3, and the third most assists at 8.8 of anybody in the league. He continues to ask, though, you're 33 years old. Yeah. you keep it going? And LeBron's uh, response they always kind of talked about the NBA prime is like 27 until 31, 32, and that's if you're lucky you get to that point. LeBron said yesterday, uh, 
fact that he's 33. I don't know. I just never bought, really bought into that. I never bought into a ceiling either. You guys in the media talk about your ceiling, and I've always kind of told you guys that I don't really have a ceiling. I just want to maximize as much as I can and be as good as I possibly can be. Now in his 15th year in the league, doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. Uh, it's interesting you say that, and you brought up the Cowherd. Uh, you know, he had some goofy theories yesterday, which it, there's been a lot of things that have happened over the years as he explained that we would have thought were goofy if someone predicted them. But he said, yeah, what's the odds of at 33 years old and him getting blown out in this finals and taking a year off? And Colin made that point yesterday. He said, you know, did we think Jordan would have done it and went to baseball? He's like, at 33, why wouldn't he rest his legs, get fresh? He said, you know, it's like he said, he said, there's nothing he can't do in the East. He's proved everything. So, you know. Well, what if he just decides to take a year off? I don't know, but that is the ridiculous thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but to Colin's point, and I don't think he's going to do that either. But to Colin's point, if we would have said, you so know, then you're giving Father Age just more opportunities to get another year on you, just well, to try I, to rest up your body. Yeah. And then, second of all, his ego's not going to allow him to do that. No. He's just going to sit out a year and watch everybody else steal the spotlight from him. Uh, Two things there is number one, it didn't work out good for Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he tried that, and he yeah. should be the post for that it worked. And 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 then the second thing is, uh, as far as ego goes, do you think his ego is negative? Do you think LeBron is a negative? Because everybody keeps saying he wants to be the center of attention. Doesn't all? I mean, like I don't look at that as a bad thing. Yeah, right. great ones want to be. I. If, you, if you're the best at what you do, I'd want to be the center. You know, hmm. sit down wrong with that. More on the NBA Finals coming up uh, later in the show. NHL, did you watch a little bit of the Stanley Cup I, last I, 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 This morning when I was running on the treadmill, I was watching the highlights. You had to watch the greatest save ever. They're called. Did you see? The, I mean, of course are you saw it. Or we uh, caught in the moment? Uh, no, I don't. You know what? I think it's perfectly fine to say things like that. Even if it's in the moment, whatever. I mean, we're fans. We also are fanatical. I think it's perfectly fine to say that may be the greatest save ever. It's in the playoffs, for Christ's sake. John Tabor back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. You were all over it, Tabes. You were on social media on it. Uh, how good was that save? You've certainly watched more hockey than us. I haven't watched. Well, that's not saying much. Because <laughs> I haven't watched a whole heck of a lot. But that was pretty incredible. When I saw the pass go across the. The crease like that, I thought that was a sure goal because I saw you know you see the goalie over there. I guess would have been on his left side, and you think, man, that's a wide open net. And you know, guy got a good swing at it, good contact, and he just flipped his his stick out there. I was like, holy cow, he he stopped that. And they showed the replay, the slow mo, uh, in the slow mo, and yeah, you just realize even much more how great that. I don't know if it was lucky or good or what, but it was. You know, to say the best save ever, though, you know, anytime you use that word ever, yeah, that's for debate. But as far as recent memory, yeah. Washington won the game, too. So now that series tied at one apiece. There you go. There's your hockey update. <laughs> <for you. laughs> and Tabor had to do most of that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, 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 yeah. Like he always does. He carried the load. Exactly. Uh, we certainly look forward, to the NCAA, look forward to the NCAA regional with LSU getting underway and Northwestern State. Tomorrow we'll have some clips from Palmineri, but uh, there was some news yesterday that the Tigers have decided to go with uh, sophomore Nick Bush on the mound. Uh, he only threw just two innings against Arkansas in the SEC tournament. A lot of people thought maybe they go with Zach Hass. All right. But, of course, uh, he went, uh, what, 97 pitches on Saturday against Arkansas, and then against Mississippi State he had another 50 before that. Yeah, and so it, I don't think it's – it's wrong to let him not even pick a baseball up for a good, you know. I think that's a good decision. I mean, hell, they didn't think they were going to be there as it is. You might as well just throw something different out there and see what happens. There are a few of our headlines. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Painting. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Got a very special guest joining us here within seconds, coming up at 7.15. He's also a special guest. We always love having from Bleed Tech Blue, Ben Carlisle on. A lot of news and notes from Louisiana Tech. Obviously, we'll get under a recap 
of Diamond Dog Baseball coming up at 8 o'clock. It's Ben Mintz's birthday, so he will join us on the show. He's also uh, going down to Oxford for a little NCAA regional baseball. We'll talk a little SEC with him. And, of course, uh, Chris Blair, we're pushing him back to 8.30, typically on at 8 o'clock. But he is on West Coast time now out in Oregon. But he will get up early to be on the morning drive. The voice of the Tigers will join us around 8.30 or so to break down this series between the Tigers and the Beavers. I say that. They got to play the Aztecs first. Yeah, they got to play <laughs> San Diego State first. Everybody's I mean, talking LSU, Oregon State. Yeah, oh, right. by the way, there's two other teams in this region. Yeah, and and San Diego State, you can't just look past them. I mean, mm-hmm. hell, I don't think Oregon State looked past Northwestern either, but San Diego State's no slouch. That's right. Uh, leading off for us this morning, though, and joining us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline from Washita, Lady Lions, Tim Whitman. Tim Whitman, how you doing this morning, buddy? How you doing, Coach? Good morning, guys. We're doing good. How about y'all? Good. We always love having you on the show, but a pretty cool day yesterday for a number of uh, squads across northeast Louisiana. Championship teams getting to go down to the state capitol and be honored. Uh, what was the experience like for you guys getting an opportunity to go down there? Uh, it was a real special moment. Uh, kids, you know, girls, uh, you know, and all those teams don't get to experience that kind of that part of the of the world much, you know, in terms of the, the Senate and the representative of the state capitol and it was pretty neat just to go in the building and see, you know, all the different things in that building. Just walking in that main entrance is, is pretty nice, you know, just to see all the, the artwork and everything that's went into that building. And then to sort of see a little bit how government works, you know. I don't know if sure they want to they want to watch that all the time, but uh, uh, it, it was pretty neat. They, they they got them to come down there, and, and uh, Senator Walsworth invited us down, and, and um, they they recognized them and talked about them a little bit on the on the Senate floor, and it was pretty pretty neat experience for sure. And then you thought you'd probably have been on your last road trip with some of these uh, girls. Had to be cool just one more time to get everybody back together. You know, some of the social media of all the girls, uh, some of them posted, you know, whatever, one last trip with the, with the seniors. You know, the seniors, you know, they talk about they never want to come back and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they even said something about missing coach, and that's hard to believe that they actually missed me a little bit. But but uh, <laughs> it was good to see them on the, on the bus and, and uh, even though riding that yellow bus for three hours is not always the greatest thing in the world, they had a good time. The kids enjoyed each other, of course. And it was a good – it's a good team group. You know, they, they get along well. And so they had a good time, probably too much time. It was loud on the way back. You know, they just, you know, doing their little games and all the different things they do. But uh, it was a fun time for them. And, uh, it, you know, it was a, another part of the celebration, I guess, for the state you know, state championship. I don't know how long it goes. But as long as we can hold on to it, that's, that's uh, we'll go as long as we can. We hadn't even had our banquet yet. And also, of course, down there, uh, the Rabel boys and the Delhi girls who also won state championships. Hey, I know some states are still playing out their schedules. Uh, is the Max Preps uh, national poll, is it final yet? Uh, I, I don't know, uh, Aaron. Um, I, I know I looked at it about a week ago, I think, you know, um, looking at stats and stuff, for, for actually for the banquet stuff. But um, I don't know. I, I, the Texas schools really play late in the, in the uh, season. I think they should be finishing or finalizing here pretty quick if they have not finalized. So I'm not real sure. Uh, I know Katie Texas was pretty close to us in that little computer poll. So um, I'm not sure if, if they'll have another week or, or not. But it, it should be getting it should be getting pretty close. It usually gets around the World Series time for College World Series gets finished up. So we should be seeing something pretty quick in terms of the finalized numbers in terms of that that poll. Oh, can the Lady Lions hold on to be the number one team in the nation? We're gonna have some drama. Here. <laughs> I guess we got a root against Texas. The, the suspense is killing us. Yeah, yeah. All right, what you got planned for the rest of the summer? I guess you just get to kick back, kick back by the pool, or what? Yeah, yeah. We we uh, we start workouts next week. We actually have a clinic this week. In fact, today is our last day of our clinic for uh, uh, young kids, and we're finishing that up a day. And then uh, this is the last our girls' last week off. I told them yesterday we we start workouts. We we go two or three days a week uh, during the summer. You know our strength program and. And uh, off-season work is, is, is getting thick before gear. So we'll start that. And then uh, next week is actually the, the big coaches' convention for the Louisiana High School Athletic Association in Shreveport. And, uh, of course, we have softball meetings. And I'm on the executive meet uh, board for the for the whole state for, for softball representative. And so that's all those meetings. So got a few things and maybe slip in a vacation somewhere along the line. Tim, congratulations on another honor. Hey, by who, the, who by the way, who wins tonight, uh, Golden State or uh, Cleveland? You know, uh, I, I have probably watched maybe a minute of the whole thing, yeah. 
Um, you know, you, you got to pull for Cleveland, I guess, because they're under underdog being the everything. So let's mm-hmm. say Cleveland. I didn't even think you'd go like there, that. Coach. I thought you would go with I don't care. <laughs> well, it, it's pretty close to that, but uh, but I will go with somebody <laughs> just, to, just to give a pick. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. We'll see you soon, bud. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate y'all guys. Thank y'all. Uh, this is Top Ten Thursday. We're going to do uh, the best college programs if they had to do a hard knocks version in college mm-hmm. football. We're going to rank them later in the show, certainly taking your nominees. If you had to go behind the curtain, how do you? Who do you want to see, and how it works? You thought long and hard about this, Kevin. I did. You know, I made a list on my phone, and I've already swapped a couple around. So, I, I, yes, I really did. When we were watching, wife and I watching movies last night, I was doing this, which oh, she was pretty perturbed about. I, I'm sure she was. That's okay. Tell her that's my job, right? Yeah, honey. What do you morning. want me to do? Uh, Quint wants to know when the Nags run the final leg of the Triple Crown. That is next Saturday. Uh, Trent yeah. West Monroe says, unfortunately, a four-game sweep by Golden State. He may be right. Keep your predictions coming. 888-993-7762. Ben Carlisle joins us after the break. Welcome back to the show. Today's Louisiana Tech Report brought to you by Legacy Rehab. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for many of our local health care facilities. Whether it's sports medicine, pediatrics, or chronic pain management, Legacy covers it all. Serving locations in Ruston, Monroe, Basker, Farmerville, Bernice, Minden, and South Arkansas. Call 255-5980 for more information. We always love catching up with Ben Carlisle from Bleed Tech Blue. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Ben, how you doing this morning, bud? Oh, doing pretty good, guys. How y'all doing? Good, sir. Got a number of things I want to pick your brain about, and let's start with this. Uh, news from Conference USA this week, and it involves uh, basketball and a new format with their schedule. Getting a little innovative in terms of beefing up their schedule a little bit. So the 14 programs will play each other once and their travel partner twice in the first seven weeks of the conference season. Then at the conclusion of the seven weeks, the teams will basically be uh, broken up into three different groups based on the standings in the league. So what this should do is the the teams, of course, in the top, uh, what, five, will get an opportunity to play each other, and it should certainly help their RPI. What do you make of this, Ben, and will this help Conference USA's chances of not being just a one-bid league team for the big dance? Yeah, I think it's a very innovative idea. And, you know, who knows if it's really going to work out, but it's certainly worth a shot uh, when you look at the teams in Conference USA's the past, you know, two or three years that have gotten left out of the tournament. Uh, great example is Middle Tennessee State this past season. They had a really strong RPI. Uh, they were definitely one of the top 68 teams in the program in the country, but didn't get the opportunity. But I love uh, the the idea. I love the idea of re-ranking the teams and allowing the upper tier teams to play each other again. Like you said, to maintain that you know a stronger RPI versus having to say play you know the 14th ranked team that you know might be 255th in the RPI and really hurts you from that perspective. I think it's a good idea. I don't know if it'll necessarily. A uh, lot two teams into the in the big dance, but yeah. uh, at the same time, it gives you a chance to keep that RPI higher. But also, you know, you have to uh, expect your your whole conference to schedule very well in the non-conference as well. I think that's important uh, as we go forward in order to get you know more than one team into the big dance. Ben, and you look at it, and of course, there, all these conferences are looking for ways to put them over the top. Why not try something different like this and just see see if it it pans out and actually helps you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's my whole thing with it. You know, no one else has ever tried it. Why not be the first conference that does try it? And if it does work out, you might see you know more conferences go to a similar model. I think it's definitely worth a try. Uh, when you look at Conference USA, the past three or four years, the top five, six, or seven teams, I know they're going to break it up into the top four, the next four, and then I think it's the bottom six. But, you know, the top five or six teams in the conference are generally pretty strong programs that win, you know, 24, 25 games a season, uh, somewhere around that 12 to 14. The, usually the champions won uh, around 16 or 17 conference games. But, yeah, I think it's a great idea and something that, you know, more conferences might adopt once they uh, – see if conference usa has some success with it and the beauty of it is if you're one of the top five teams and we certainly think louisiana tech will be uh you're going to get at least what two attractive games out of that two attractive home dates yeah and you're going to get some huge crowds at the thomas assembly center and 
you'll have teams like Middle Tennessee, UAB, uh, Old Dominion, you know, some of the upper-tier programs, you know, not only in Conference USA, but some of the best, you know, programs in the country from a mid-major perspective. So uh, it was certainly good for late season as we get near that conference tournament uh, to keep the buzz around the program uh, as we head into March each year. So, like you said, it's a great idea. Uh, why not try it out? I'm excited to see how it works out for the 2018-2019 Fans are also excited talking about beefing up uh, the Dunkin' Dogs non-conference schedule. Of course, uh, this week coming out, that Louisiana Tech will make the trip down to LSU, and of course the Tigers should be loaded next year. But this is one another one of those games, another opportunity for uh, Eric Conkle's program on the road early in the year. Yeah, it's one of those games that helps you build your RPI. And Will, what Will Wade's doing down in Baton Rouge is, uh, you know, he's doing a great job. Uh, like you said, I think LSU will be a preseason top twenty-five team. I know Tech also has a non-conference matchup scheduled with Wichita State as well, so. They're certainly doing their best to, uh, you know, get that RPI to where it, you know, would be an at-large consideration if they take care of business in conference play. So you look at the matchup with LSU and Wichita State, I'm sure there's a few more that will trickle out here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think Coach Conkle and his staff are putting together a really competitive schedule that will allow his team to uh, go out and compete and prove themselves on a national stage. Uh, one other basketball note, there was a signee uh, this past week from uh, Bossier Parish Community College, six foot eight, 225-pound front court player in Mo Muhammad. Do you know much about him coming out of Bossier? Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about him. I know he's the Louisiana Juco Player of the Year. Uh, he initially started his career at, I think, Southern Idaho, so he's had some experience mm-hmm. in the upper you know, level of basketball. He's originally from Nigeria. Uh, played his high school basketball in Tennessee. I think a year ago at Bipsy, he averaged 14 points, nine rebounds, a couple of blocks a game. Uh, he shot 37% from the three-point line. So I think he's that, you know, stretch four, stretch five guy that uh, Coach Conkle uh, continues to bring in. I think when you look at this recruiting class, I think Tech uh, signed five guys in all. They brought in three big men and two, two guards to play on the perimeter. So they're going to have some depth up front. Uh, that we didn't see a year ago where they can only go three or four deep. I think this year you'll have five or six guys in there that will be fighting for minutes. Uh, and anytime, you know, the more competitive you can get, especially in the low post, uh, with the issues that Tech had, you know, rebounding and scoring on a consistent basis, uh, can only help Tech down low. NCAA regionals, of course, get underway tomorrow. Unfortunately, it will not involve the Diamond Dogs. Big picture, Ben, you look at this squad and this team, the fact they won 39 wins. Would you have been a little surprised at the beginning of the year if we would have told you that? No, without a doubt. I, I was thinking somewhere at 30, 32 wins. Uh, you know, pick or finish fifth, sixth, seventh in the conference, about where they were picked in the preseason. I thought that would uh, be considered a successful season, especially when you look at, you know, all that they lost from that 2017 team. But uh, Coach Burroughs did a phenomenal job with this group. It's so difficult to get so many new faces to come together and, and join as one. It's so cliche to say, but that's so key in baseball to come together. And those guys did a great job. Uh, unfortunately, things didn't go as they planned. Losing uh, two out of three games in the conference tournament. Uh, come up a little short. I think the RPI finished up around 60. Uh, probably need to be around in those you know, 40s, somewhere around in there to get an at-large bid. But you look ahead to the 2019 season, pretty much the entire roster comes back outside of five seniors. So it, it has a chance to be, uh, you know, a team that is picked, you know, top two or three in the league heading into 2019 and a team that uh, certainly should be competing for a regional once again. You go back and you break down the schedule. If you had to say the one or two the losses that probably hurt them the most, besides, of course, in the conference tournament, that kind of derailed their RPI and, of course, their chances of getting in at a large bid. Well, I look at four losses. I look at the two losses to Little Rock uh, in the middle of the week. Those, those are games that, you know, you, you just can't lose. I know Little Rock had a pretty good season, but uh, you have to take care of business. Tech has a better program. I know Northwestern ends up in a regional. Uh, Tech ends up losing that game in extra innings at home, a game that they had a lead. I think they were up 3-0 in the eighth inning. So you, you lose that game, and that's a, that hurts your RPI. And then, Losing the Sunday game to SIU-Edwardsville, that was a weekend series that Tech had an opportunity to sweep. So I think you look at those four games, that's probably uh, the difference in Tech getting into the NCAA tournament. Then you'd be looking at a team that was 
you know, 43 and 16 overall. And that would have been very, very difficult to keep them out of the tournament, which would have made Conference USA a three-bid league. So for me, uh, those are the four games that really stick out over the course of Tech's 59 games that they did play. All right, Ben, let's make uh, Lane Burroughs cringe a little bit. What should the expectations be for next year? No, I think the big, the biggest expectation is you have to expect to be in a regional. This team has the talent. Uh, when you look at this year's team, they were probably uh, one arm on the mound short, maybe a couple of bats in the lineup. They really struggled, you know, hitting lives at, at first base until they moved Hunter Wells over there. So I think if you add an, an arm to this uh, starting rotation, uh, able to shift a guy like Matt Miller to a bullpen role where he can become even more dominant, and then you add a bat or two in the lineup, this team should absolutely be in a regional a year from now. And I don't think it's crazy to say that they could push to win a regional like they did uh, the year they went to Starkville in 2016. That team was very good as well. So I think uh, and a, re- a regional is a reasonable expectation as we go forward into 2019. And I don't think uh, Coach Burroughs would tell you anything different. Uh, ben, good stuff. We certainly want to get more information on Louisiana Tech Athletics. You are all over what do listeners have to do out there to follow you? Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at BleedTechBlue, or you can join us at BleedTechBlue.com for only nine ninety five a month. I know camp season starts up this weekend yeah. uh, for Coach Holtz and his staff, so uh, you can join us at BleedTechBlue.com. Uh, we speak to various prospects around the state uh, to see where Tech stands with them on the recruiting front. So join us at BleedTechBlue.com. Ben, it's a little bit of an off year, I know, for Northeast Louisiana North recruiting this year. The state overall, though, pretty good for recruiting? Oh, yeah, it's a real strong class for the state. I know Tech's been uh, really hitting the Dallas and Houston areas as well pretty hard. It's going to be a – when you look at this recruiting class, I know we talked about it a little bit, but it's going to be near a full class, and it's a class that's definitely focused on the offensive and defensive line. So uh, Tech's going to be looking, you know, probably 10 or 12 guys you know, half the class on the offensive and defensive lines, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of those guys come from the state of Louisiana. All right, finally, Ben, uh, easy tie, and this is Top Ten Thursday for us. We're asking the college program or programs that you'd want to see behind the scenes, kind of get a feel for how their daily operations run. Who would you put at the top of the list? Whew, that's a good question. I, I think the easy answer is to say Alabama, just because, yeah. you know, Nick Saban's such a – such a good coach, and you want to see what he's like, you know, when he's not on the field, get really getting after his players. I know he has somewhat of a soft side. We've seen Marty Smith cover some of that on ESPN at times, but I think I'd like to see Alabama behind the scenes just to see what those kids go through on a daily basis and really what those facilities are all about. Ben, as always, we appreciate it, bud. We'll uh, yell at you here in a couple of weeks. Thank you. All right, y'all have a good one. Ben Carlisle from Bleed Tech Blue. Good stuff. Yeah, man. I, I uh, I'm not gonna say anything about his answer there at the end. Okay. I'm gonna save it, and I don't want to give anything away with my list. Okay. In your list, this uh, in-depth research that you were doing while you're watching two movies with the wife. Last yeah, night. I was. Yep. All right, yep. give us uh, the two movies. The two mo- I knew you were going to do this yeah, to me. I, know. I love you, buddy. Yeah. So the first one was Thank You for Your Service, mm. Miles Teller. Uh, very good movie about. Uh, military and soldiers. I love anything to do with our military. Two thumbs up. Big, oh, absolutely. Scale of one to five. At every bit of a, I I do zero to six beers. Uh-huh. Is kind of how I do. You know, uh-huh. I mean, I give that a solid. You know, uh, four and a half beers. Is that really how many good. beers you drink during the movie, or is that? Yeah, like you know, six beers is the highest <laughs> honor it can get. Zero beers just means it's horrible. Or a bad movie, you drink the six beers. Right, you know, yeah. but, but half, so give it four and a half good beers. All right, so that, that's a good review. All right, right there. and then we may or may not have watched uh, Pitch Perfect 3. No. Well, look, when you've been married as long as I have, it is because of compromise, and I sit there by my sexy wife and uh, did this research while she watched Pitch Perfect 3. And on the scale of one to six beers? I, I, I honestly, I asked her when it was over, I said, what'd you think? She said, that was so dumb. So I'm going to say it was a, a glass of skill milk. <laughs> That's how good it was. You made it through it, though. But I did, absolutely. Anything and you got a lot of research done, too. I did get And now I'm putting everything in order, and I'm changing it up now. Okay. All right. That's yeah. all we get to look forward to. We That's certainly it. need your help. Uh, the college football program or two that you'd like to go behind the scenes and find out how they do it on a daily basis. Hit us up 
at 888-993-7762. Top 10 Thursday, up next on the Morning Drive. Kevo, you got coffee over there? I do not have coffee. No, I have a monster oh, big, energy big drink, monster but it's sugar-free. Okay. If that, yeah, like that, yeah, but it is sugar and carb-free and, yeah, all, all that good stuff. It's almost like Kevo's going on holiday. He, I think, went to the gym two days in a row at 430 in the morning. That's uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's three days. Oh, three days. Right? Yeah, that's an Iron Man streak. Cal Ripken. I'm telling there. you what, this is uh, nothing but, uh, you know, lean greatness right here. Mm. Sex appeal. Yes. Oh, <clears throat> talk about appeal. Listen to that music. <laughs> Does that get you fired up or what? Uh, you hear that music? I do hear oh, that. That's beautiful. Let's talk a little college football. It's top 10 Thursday. We're going to rank the top 10 programs. If they had to do a, a hard knocks version in the college ranks, which you tell us they kind of do on Amazon, correct? Yeah, what they do with one team, the yeah. Michigan Wolverines. Uh, and if you've never seen that, they've got the Arizona Cardinals, the uh, now the Los Angeles Rams. It was St. Louis, I believe. Uh, they've got the Dallas Cowboys, and now they have the Michigan Wolverines. It's called All or Nothing, and it's eight episodes. It's pretty darn entertaining. Uh, I think Hard Knocks, this will be, I believe, the 17th year of it. Hard to believe. I tell you what, and uh, my, you know, uh, Cincinnati Bengals have been on there a couple, three times. And uh, way back when Ocho and uh, it was a totally different Cincinnati Bengals team when you've got Andy Dalton. And uh, it's it's a little bit more boring. They won't be following (laughs) them no more. All right, let's dive into this. Let's start with some nominees. I'll go first here. I think it would be a little fascinating just to see behind the scenes of a, a program like North Dakota State, how year in and year out they continue to get it done. I think, what have they won, six titles in the last seven years? Mm-hmm. Now, are, are we going honorable mentions or is this, this our is list? honorable mentions. Okay, honorable mentions. Okay. Yes, um, they have. So, uh, I well, I'm going to save them for a minute because oh, they're so on my list. Oh, all right. We'll just yeah. say pass. Yeah, pass. There you go. Uh, uh, I tell you an honorable mention for me okay. that's not on my list is Alabama because I feel like I know them anyway. I feel like all the coverage, everything I hear, I feel like if Nick Saban was on camera, all you're going to get is a wannabe Bill Belichick and a grumpy, and a, and I really don't care. Oh, I'm going to pass on that one. Everybody, <laughs> wants a, everybody wants a close-up look of Nick uh, Saban in this program uh, and the quarterback drama that perhaps we could have. Uh, all right, we'll get to I know. that. Yes, we will. Uh, there are honorable mentions. I have uh, Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State. We okay. Need, we I, need more of the, the mullet. Uh, Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State's an honorable mention, along with what uh, I, I believe for the first time in a college level, I think for the first time in a while, USC is going to be lacking at quarterback. I don't. I mean, Sam Darnold was good. Let's be The quarterbacks they've had in the past have been good collegiately. Uh, and I think this year, they, no, no matter what they all say, five-star this star, it didn't look as good. I think this team's going to struggle some. Uh, another honorable mention for me, uh, Mark Rick, and, of course, the U. Is the U bad? I think it would be fascinating just to get another look at the Hurricanes. Yeah, I, I, ideas, too, as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, I, I, there's something about Mark Rick that I just I kind of gravitate to. So I could see that being. I, I don't know. I kind of like him. I, I don't. I don't know why. And and then you know after kind of what I'm not that Georgia wasn't wrong for getting rid of him, but in a weird way I want to see him succeed in Miami. So I get that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one of my honorable mentions in uh, Nebraska, and of course Scott Frost taking over that program. Right. Very my honorable. What he did at Central Florida, and of course he's got a lead. Salty. He's fired. Yes, back he is. Alabama a little bit. I like I liked uh, Scott Frost. He's kind of scrappy and and I I, I kind of appreciate that. I I like somebody that's not afraid to say kind of and then kind of hang there with it. And Scott Frost kind of reminds me of that tough as nails discipline. He reminds me of a young Mike Zimmer. Yeah, and I think kinda he, he knows being in Nebraska, he's got to turn this program around. He needs, of course, some uh, name recognition. He needs to make some splashy things happen. Mm-hmm. I think he may be able to, would be more willing to push the envelope and perhaps allow them to have more access and be a little saltier on the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I, important. you got to have that drama. Absolutely you do. And uh, i tell you another honorable mention is uh, Iowa for me because they're fans. Uh-huh. Well, number one, I love what they do in, in the, yeah. the end of the first quarter now at the Children's mm-hmm. Hospital. Mm-hmm. 
man, when I first saw that, that may have made me tear up a little. Uh, uh, but their fans think they're so much more deserving of things than they are. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to see it behind the scenes, just to see how much those, which there's nothing wrong with being passionate. So good fan base, but I think they think they better, they're better than what they really are. I have one other uh, honorable mention, uh, Texas, and, of course, Tom Herman. An important year for him as he continues to rebuild the Longhorns. Yeah, uh, that's a program that uh, every Saturday we should turn on the TV and and, and want to see Texas football. I mean, even if you hate them, whatever, but it's one of those teams you'd kind of be interested in, you know? I agree with that. You got any other honorable mentions? No, that's it. All right, let's get to number 10. I will give you honors, Kevo. Who do you have? Uh, for strange reasons, uh, reasons, Michigan State, rocked by a bunch of different scandals, including some sexual abuse allegations. I would love to see someone go in there and kind of hold their feet to the fire and ask them very, very, very tough questions. This isn't like 60 minutes. Well, I know, but, <laughs> but, but it could be, and I think it's important. I think they're hiding. That whole school is hiding just a lot of stuff, and, I mean, if you do stuff wrong, I mean, you know, we pay for things we do in everyday life. Uh, so Old Miss should have been on this list. They, 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 they could have been. They may have been. Yeah, now that would have been some pretty good. Uh, yeah, it, it would have been just to figure out all this controversy going on around them. You know. Hmm. Uh, number ten, I've got Arkansas and Chad Morris. Everybody knows my infatuation with Chad Morris. I think he's going to do some big things uh, up there with the Razorbacks. Uh, I put them at number 10. Uh, Number nine, North Dakota State. Giving their recent history of highly good play, I would love to just see how they run that program, you know, recruiting, uh, I mean, coaching. There's something unique about that story. I just, But maybe it would be too blue-collar what they do. I think that would be good, though. I think that would be good. I'm a blue-collar kind of guy. Uh, you got them at number nine. I have at number nine, if I can find my list here. Everybody wants to see more of Dabo Sweeney and uh, Clemson. And Dabo course, Sweeney. I, I want to see more of their facilities, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, Clemson's out. Now, uh, given you said, uh, looking at your list, mine's going to be a little different. Yeah. Okay, so bear with me, guys. Don't blast me. Number eight, uh, Trinity football. It's a Division three oh, school, but explain. if you look at that record, and if you look at that coaching and you look at that history, and they just recently got a, a player inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. I mean, since 2010, they've lost seven football games. and They're just a kind of a fly under the radar kind of school. The program's unique. Uh, the other coaches that visit and work with these players, it's just it's just interesting. I'm a blue-collar kind of guy. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, um, an underdog kind of guy. Uh, that uh, nomination there came as you were watching Pitch Perfect, right? It did, uh, well, That's, all of these did. Because that came from left field. All of these did. I got a number of texts here. You can weigh in at 888-993-7762. Charlie says, love to see Lane Kiffin at Florida Atlantic. Uh, also throws in, of course, Central Florida coming off a championship season. All right, so I'm at number eight. Uh, Chip Kelly, he's a little dry. But, of course, going back to the college ranks, we all want to see what he's going to do at UCLA, right? Yeah, that is going to be a very interesting story. I mean, right? Don't we just expect Oregon 2.0 to come back out and it be like he never skipped a beat? Yeah. And, and and my grandmother was a big USC fan, being from LA, and and so it's sad. Don't, she hated UCLA, so it's sad to think they're probably going to take over the reins of things there. What you got? You uh, eight or seven? Number seven. Uh, I want to see what Herm Edwards is doing at Arizona State. He's a colorful, colorful character, and uh, uh, he's high energy. I just That's a very unique situation that they got going there, and I would love to see uh, kind of how they're going to do things here. I will take a pass. They're coming up uh, later on my list. At number seven, I have Michigan and, of course, Jim Harbaugh. You throw in, of course, the wild card now with Shea Patterson. But everybody says, well, behind the scenes kind of look. Aren't we already getting that? It seems like Marty uh, Smith is kind of embedded with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going on all these world tours. Marty with Smith's them. everywhere with Michigan. Yeah. You remember, I, I don't know if you remember this or not, so I, 
Remember when Marty Smith did NASCAR? Yes. And so when you hear that voice, he's so Southern, and he's so it's, – it's unique to hear him mixed in with Michigan football. So I guess that takes me to my number six, which is Michigan. Hmm. Yeah, same exact thing. I think Harbaugh is eccentric, to say the least. And uh, uh, he is different, boy. Wow. Uh, let's go to number six. I've got uh, Texas A&M and the Aggies and their $75 million coach, Jimbo Fisher. What kind of impact can he make in his first year? I think that would be must-see TV. Yeah, I, I, and I get that. I just uh, – it's not on my list, so I'll say – I just think Jimbo Fisher's boring. Yeah. I, I know he said $75 million doesn't matter if you're boring or not. I just think he's, he's just boring. It's all get out. I, I, don't, I don't like that hire, I, but, but – that's why I'm sitting here. Uh, my number five is. You want to you want to pause? Oh yeah, bro. Whatever break. you want to take do. a break. Yeah, Coming up, you can weigh in at eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Kevin, we want to build the suspense for top ten Thursday. Let's do it, man. I got this next top five is going to absolutely blow you away. <laughs> Stay, this is Marconi Radio Award type stuff. The morning drive is back it. after this on Sports Talk ninety seven seven. Uh, just reading up here on your uh, Trinity Bantams. Yeah, man. With the nation's longest home winning streak in seasons, 13, second longest in consecutive wins, 53 through the 2014 season. That streak was broken, though, back in 2014 when the mighty Coop came in. The mighty Coop. And beat him 27-7. That's a tough sell. I don't know hey, no, I, I get I it. I don't know if I watch behind the scenes of Trinity Bantam. But I get that. I mean, it's not for everybody, but it's just I love. It's you. You used the word perfect earlier. It's I love the blue collar of those kind of teams. I've got uh, Arkansas at ten, Clemson at nine. The programs I want to see behind the scenes of UCLA at eight. At number seven, Michigan, Texas A and M comes in at number six. I've got Michigan State, North Dakota State. Trinity at 8, Arizona State at 7, Michigan at 6. All right, we go into our top five. I'll give you honors, Kevo. Thank you, my man. I want to see what in the world they are going to do at Rocky Top. I think that's that's just a unique story. I think it's just, it's just, it's, it's not good. Mm. Not a good situation. At number five, I think you could probably put it higher. A lot of wood, especially uh, Jake Wood. Uh, Lane Kiffin at Florida Atlantic. Of course, coming off that first season when they go 11-3. and three, And you know how he loves to push the envelope. You give him a little bit more airtime. Quite frankly, I'm a little shocked that he hasn't already done one of these things or at least put it on Facebook. Behind the scenes, the life and times of Lane Kiffin. I'm going to pass. All right. You got okay. high. Yeah, you I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on you that. You got a number one. I'm gonna pass on that. Okay. Who do you have at number four? Uh, number four, it, it, I kind of went a tie because I didn't know which one to you, but you'll know why. That was Army Navy. Uh, I like the history of those programs. I love. I I, I think a lot of these uh, men and coaches yeah. should be. Yeah. I, I, I'd watch that. I'm a big America first, but yes. you know that's kind of I put up there, bro. And then. Just to see what they go through on a daily basis, the academics, the athletics, and everything yes. that they have. Yeah. The training. Yeah. That that would be a big deal to me. Yes. That would be uh, worthwhile watching. <laughs> must see TV. It must. Good. All right. You, have, uh, you had Arizona State ranked already. I have them at number four just because of the dynamic of Herm Edwards. We've talked, of course, with uh, Cam Cox yesterday in Phoenix just about Edwards and the impression that he's making. He says it's not a shtick, it's real. He's going to make an impact there. And then he kind of pressed Cam yesterday, and he said, yeah, they'll win six or seven games. <laughs> six or seven games, you think? Uh, okay, number three, LSU. Yeah. I want to know what's happening. I, I honestly want a leave again. I want people to be kind of tough with Oliva. And, and so Aliva, ask you, Aliva needs to be a part of this. Absolutely. I mean, athletic director needs to be involved in this thing. Uh, Quint said that also. LSU needs yes. to be high on that list just to see the dumpster fire that is, Joe Aliva. Yes, I agree with that. Hmm. I agree. But you, the, the main character, of course, in this would be Ed Orgeron. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it would it would get great ratings if you brought uh, uh, Les Miles in, the actor, to discuss past uh, past tradition and unfortunately if you haven't seen it yet it's on nola.com you can find it on youtube 
Uh, Les Miles invited AL.com into his living room, and he, he reenacted several classic scenes. Les Miles, of course, trying to be an actor now. Uh, your review of him in the two, three minutes that we watched him in our that pre-show was, meeting? That was pretty horrible. You wanted those three minutes back? I, those five minutes, Aaron. Do not <laughs> cut me short on that, brother. That uh, was horrible. We both agree that uh, that would be a great uh, documentary, LSU behind the scenes for this upcoming season. And then we didn't even mention, of course, the quarterback drama. And you'd have to have four crews following around four different quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it, it might be three yeah. by next week. But number two, who do you have? Uh, number two, I've got FAU and Lane Kiffin. I just something about him. It just... If he's on TV, I'm going to want to watch just to see what he's going to say that's goofy, that's toward Nick Saban. That's, I just, I think, and I predicted it last year, I think he's the next head coach of Louisiana State University. I can see it. At number two, and I got a feeling that you left this out, and once I tell you who I have at number two, you're going to be like, oh, I, I dropped the ball. What? Uh, I want to see Washington State just because of Mike Leach. Okay. I, I, yes, I get that. You're right. Talk about an eccentric character, to say the least. Uh, my the number one thing is I feel bad I like because him. whoever has to do the editing oh. would have to do some uh, a lot of work behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I get where you're going there. Yeah. I get where you're going there. All right, my number one, um, sorry. Alabama wasn't in there. Uh, my number one would be Ohio State. Oh. I think Urban Meyer is uh, uh, being in this area. I don't Nick Saban. Uh, I get tired of hearing about him. So uh, for me, I think Urban Meyer is a consummate college football coach. He's a great mind. I think it's a great program, and I, I would watch that. Mm. I think it'd be boring. Yeah. So I, I get okay. I mean. Who was it we said that about earlier? Uh, but, yes, I, I, I can understand that. I thought Chip Kelly would be boring, too, but I still had him in there with UCLA. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's A&M. That, yeah, yeah I, I just think it. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you go all in. You want to see behind the scenes. I, I, I'll tell you, it was tough between them and Notre Dame, and Notre Dame didn't even make the list. Yeah. But it's just the history of Notre Dame, simply the history. Yeah. And Kelly's a jerk. All right, Kevin, let me make this argument. Let's for do it, brother. Because if – they did grant this access, and then, of course, isn't it wonderful to see Saban uncomfortable in these situations, the control freak that he is? And then some would say that is why, of course, the Saints continue to fight it. They never want to be featured on Hard Knocks because that's not what, of course, Sean Payton wants. Yeah, he doesn't want that. That's He wants the spotlight. He just doesn't I want get it. the things that come with that. I get it. Uh, you know. For me, I, I don't think Saban's going to be uncomfortable. I, I think Saban's going to give you what he gives you. When, you remember that video of him doing the dance in the living room? Yeah. And the, the recruiting video? He looked like he didn't want to be there. He was doing what he was doing for recruiting. He was doing what he's doing for the end game, which is win national championships. And that, I think that's the face we're always going to get from Saban. Somebody's gonna Unless walk- he's out on his boat with Marty Smith and it's one of these summer little pieces. Do you think they're really, really, really close? No, man. No, I don't think so either. Saban's I mean, using yeah. him. Marty Smith's using <laughs> uh, him right back. I love it, That's man. That's happens. But, but you know, you don't have to make a big argument there. I probably should have put them on my list because I love to watch people that I don't like, too. Right. So well, I get that, Aaron. This is what I want, and we haven't had one yet uh, this summer. It's probably coming when uh, he's on his little tour, perhaps when the SEC media days roll around. I love it when Saban is up at the podium and, of course, he starts taking a shot at the media members. And we're going to talk about the expectations coming into this year. These are the kinds of quotes that we would hear in a reality show. Here's one from Saban last year just uh. on the media and expectations. And, boy, you guys need to do a better job with your jobs. You know, I've complained on many occasions about people who make predictions um, that – you know, there's no basis at all for, no basis at all for any predictions. Um, you know, I appreciate the fact that people acknowledge the team, but at the same time, this team has a lot to prove. I don't know, you know, you guys make all these predictions about everything, about guys that are going to be great players that have been here for two years and who's going to win all the games. And I don't even know why we play. 
Why, why do we even play? Why do we even have practice? Why, why do we compete? Why do we coach guys? Why, how do they need to improve? I mean, you guys got all the answers to, I mean, how guys are going to be, what they're going to do. I don't even, I mean, sometimes I, I wonder, but why, why, why do we play? I mean, why, why do we even have practice? Because you guys got all these conclusions already drawn about who's what, how good they are, what they can do. I mean, so why would you ask me? I mean, I, that's, that's a product that's puzzling to me. Why would you ask me? I mean, I read stuff all the time like, oh, that's, that's nice to know. I mean, where'd that come from? And then you ask me? You don't want to hear more of that, Kevin? No. You don't want I, that in I reality TV? That's all we would ever get. Yeah. Like, we'd get the same thing over and over and over, and eventually you'd be like, okay, this is kind of boring. <laughs> but but by the flip side, I did say you don't want to push hard because sometimes I enjoy the feeling I get on watching somebody I, I dislike. Like, you know, I, I like to, you know, say things about them. It's, it, so it gets you fired up. Yeah, I'd get fired up easy with Saban. I just don't care for it. Now, he's the greatest of all time. I don't mean that, but I just don't like it. All right. We'll give you Trinity over Alabama. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of history there. You were reading it off. I mean, it's, uh, and I understand it's Division Three, But the coaches that go through there that get uh, these players to, you know, to uh, – that work with them and do things and make them better at their craft. The coaches that volunteer their time to go. I mean, it, uh, quite it's an a argument good you're making there, Kevin. I know. I know. Yeah, why, don't it's a good go to, why don't we just go to a high school? Then? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, some Texas high school. Yeah, bring back West Monroe's little thing they did years ago. But but you know, I, I agree with Trent. Saban is a trip. Love him, hate him, doesn't matter. He's a absolutely, and it's okay. It's people. You feel this way about people that threaten what you like. You know, so LSU fan, you know, I mean, he threatens that. So you love to hate? You hear that music? That means time to go. Yeah. 888 7 o'clock hour Sorry. is in the books. What do we get wrong? What do we get right? The Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line. Let's take a time out. The morning drive, the 8 o'clock hour right around the corner. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.